everyone. Welcome to this new episode of the Launch Podcast. I'm Emma Biongard Bussain, Academic Advisor in the School of Business at the Stamford Campus. And I'm Kayla Hogreef, Academic Advisor for the Yukon School of Business on the Hartford Campus. In this episode, I talked to David Noble. He is a faculty member in the Department of Management at Yukon, and he's also the director of the Worth Institute for Entrepreneurship and Innovation. And so David Noble shares some of his thoughts with Emma on what equips you to whether the ups and downs of the economy, from reading fiction to learning how to ask good questions. So we're going to hear his recommendations for a UConn experience um, that will enable you to practice and develop skills, equipping you in any major. David also shares several stories about how UConn students are changing the world and how their choices at the beginning of their UConn career took them down roads that they never could have imagined. Um, so it's all really interesting stuff. And one of the things that I found most interesting, Emma, were how David said that the two most important qualities for an aspiring entrepreneur are curiosity and empathy. Yes. And in particular, he was talking about, you know, when he was discussing empathy, that it's important to read fiction because that can invite you to uh, build empathy because you are essentially, you know, forced to take on uh, the perspective of someone other than you. So that Mm -hmm. could be a perspective that's completely different from your perspective. And his point, right, was that having empathy and building empathy allows you to maybe see problems that other people are experiencing outside of your experience and kind of come up with innovative solutions for them, right? Exactly. Yeah. If you can see another person's perspective as much as possible, um, you can see need or a need that might have to be filled in some way. And if you're an entrepreneur, you can you can fill that need. That sounds really cool. So without further ado, let's listen to Emma's interview with David Noble. What would be some examples of programs that you are involved with through the Worth Institute? Right. So um, we, we bucket all of our programs in four different ways. Uh, learn, connect, create, and explore. And clearly the learn is really on the academic side, right? The School of Engineering and the School of Business sort of lead the, lead the way, in, oftentimes in tandem, working together uh, to create classes. And uh, with it, specifically within the Department of Management, they have a concentration and two, two or three different minors uh, depending exactly how you, you count them. And so, you know, there, there are opportunities there for, for course learning in class uh, discovery. And then, you know, some of the bigger programs include Get Seated, which is the earliest stage, win 500 to $1,000 to, to try to build something or buy something to help you get that first validation of an idea. Uh, then you have a program called Accelerate UConn, which is NSF funded. Uh, it's designed to like help folks with technology find customers for their technology, right? And then you move into Innovation Quest, which is really our our student entrepreneurship competition. And you know we get over a, uh, around a hundred applications annually for that, and uh, eventually that gets whittled down to ten teams participating in a summer program. And then beyond that, once you advance past that, you you start to see what's called the Summer Fellows, where uh, students are given about $15,000 each uh, to try to uh, get their programs uh, ready for, get their companies ready for launch and start to look at other ways to raise money. So those are all 
highly, I think co-curricular would be the way. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a curriculum to them. Uh, sometimes students get classroom credits, but it's much more extra, uh, you know, outside of the classroom, hands-on. You have a company that you're trying to, to build and a product you're trying to launch. And so those are some of the big ones. And, and I think a lot of students participate in Worth Institute programs such as uh, First Year Experience and the Learning Community uh, Innovation Zone, the Makerspace and Worth Tower. Um, The learning communities themselves uh, are one of our biggest partners. Um, Undergraduate research, right? They do a a lot of different things, including the IDEA grant um, that that we're part of. And, and, um, you know, you have funding within engineering for Third Bridge and you know, we're hoping more and more type things. The nursing school does cool stuff. So there's a massive universe here. Do you feel that students from different majors uh, collaborate on projects or will, is it more that, you know, the business students work on some projects and then maybe like you know, philosophy students, they work on something different or do they get to collaborate together? So we've actually built classes, you know, we've, we've extended great effort to build classes where different students can come together in the same classroom. Uh, this past year, we launched a course 22 management and BADM 2234. And the target is actually freshmen and sophomores, both within the business school and external uh, to come into what we call the entrepreneurial journey. And, you know, so we want to see more and more collaboration. We want to create pathways to do so. I think one of the great mythologies out there is that students want to create companies. Mm-hmm. And there are very few students that are sitting in their dorm room thinking, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to build my own company. But these skills are transferable. Entrepreneurial mindset is what we think about from the Institute perspective. How do we create these educational components? How do we create programmatic components? How do we build networks, right? Connect is a big piece. How do we build networks for students that they can access and whether they want to go to work at Amazon or they want to go to work at their own startup? How do we make those dreams come true? Um, One of our best graduating entrepreneurship students took a full-time job at Amazon. That's why that example came up. Mm -hmm. He had worked with a venture capital firm in San Francisco last summer and he had, he had been in, innovation quest get see you know he'd been in all these different entrepreneurial programs they helped him land the job of his dreams and so i i you know i ask people all the time like is that a success story of the entrepreneurship program i think so Mm -hmm. um but you know it's not creating a company but I suspect in five years from now, I'll get a phone call from that student saying, hey, I've left Amazon and I've raised $20 million and here's the company I'm building, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so we're, we're thinking long tail, uh, you know, at, at the Worth Institute, we're thinking five, 10, 20 years out, mm-hmm. how to build, um, you know, career success and entrepreneurial success into the, the fabric of our students. How would you explain having an entrepreneurial mindset? Like what, what, what does that entail? 
So there's a lot of different words that people use to, to try to capture it. Um, you know, I think horizontal or lateral thinking is a, is a great way to do it, is a great way to picture it. So there, there's this concept of the T-shaped person where they have one line of real great expertise, but then a horizontal line of broad-based knowledge. And I think that is absolutely critical to achieve uh, so that you can weather the ups and downs of the economy and changing skill sets, right? And so when I think of entrepreneurial mindset, the first thing that I always tell people is curiosity. Uh, if you're curious, you, you know, it really, I think the worst thing we do is tell little children, uh, you know, not to worry about that or, you know, like, don't ask why, like, you know, like, no, that, that, that's, that's the future of the world is asking why. Right. Mm -hmm. And we actually teach ask why four or five times because you don't get the answer. Uh, on the first why, right? And so, so that curiosity is a major component of it. Um, I think empathy, uh, you know, young students always ask me, what, what's the best thing I can do to prepare to, to start a company? And I tell them, read fiction. And they, they look puzzled and confused. And fiction is the only way I know to practice empathy, Mm -hmm. Because you actually walk in someone else's shoes, right? You actually tell the story in your mind in a monologue and in, 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 a, in a construct um, that allows for creativity. And you build the movie. It, it doesn't work the same when you watch a movie because it just hits you in the face. But in, in a book and in, in fiction, you build the story, you build the movie, you, you put in all the pieces. And so I think, um, you know, it definitely starts with curiosity and then and, and empathy. Those are the two key components in my, my opinion. People fight to death over that. <laughs> no, it's super interesting. So in terms of, you know, business students in particular, are there some programs that you think that they should really try and take advantage of, um, especially or? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So depending what, what campus you're on, mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, you know, business connections, learning community in Stanford is, is one of the, the, the most active places. So when they come in, that's a great place. Right. And if you're already there, actually work that right. Mm -hmm. Like take advantage of all those opportunities uh, in stores, you know, get in the makerspace. You don't know anything about making, uh, you know, go down the Worth Tower, get in there, build something. Um, just learn, uh, you know, OPIM, uh, innovate John, John Moore is running great programming for a wide range of students, you know, Friday afternoons in stores that has 50, 60 students, right. Um, regularly go in and try, right. Ask someone if they need help. Those, those are the things that you can do, uh, right now. Go, mm -hmm. go to the IQ workshop, go to the speaker series, um, we run an expo in the fall, right? Go and do that. Um, meet an engineer, meet an artist, ask them, you know, what they think. Learn some, learn some skills too, you know, like Shopify has made building a company super easy. You could start selling products as, as a freshman. It always amazes me when those kids come forward and say, oh yeah, I did $250,000 in sales last year, right? Or I have 4 million uh, Instagram followers. Well, how much money are you making? Well, all my tuition, right? <laughs> yeah. And some beer money, right? Like, oh, right. You got the right idea. Um, those things will pay off. I mean, and so being more active is the most important thing I, uh, other than any program. Like I said, there's 50 of them mm -hmm. out there, but if you're sitting in class waiting for things to come to you, you're doing college wrong, right? I mean, you really got to go out there and get it. And 
that is sort of the the self-selective piece of the students that end up in entrepreneurship programs. They they find it, they they explore, and and you know they're not afraid. I always have a saying: if someone walks in the room by themselves, go and introduce yourself. I teach my student ambassadors that because like the amount of courage it took to walk into a room by yourself is huge. But we're much more likely uh, to have people walk in if they come in in twos and threes, and they're more likely to stay. So you know we always try to tell people, oh, you know, here's this event and bring a friend, right? Just bring a friend. That way you're liable to enjoy it more. And so those are the key aspects are are getting involved in the opportunities. IQ is great. You got an idea. That's all you need, right? Come and try. The worst thing that will happen is you'll win (laughs) $15,000. That's, that's the worst outcome of getting involved, right? Because now yeah. you're pretty much committed to moving forward. You know, it's, it's a competition. You'll need some great people. You know, I think we've had numerous companies get formed out of it, uh, Summer Fellows as well. But to me, it's the, it's the friendships and connections that you make along the way. That's where the real value is. And, um, you know, it makes you a better employee if you, if you do that. So, totally. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's great. Do you have any, uh, you know, uh, favorite or maybe most innovative entrepreneurship projects or startups that our current students or alumni have created or been engaged with that you would want to share with the, the, the students listening? Yeah. So, I mean, in the last uh, uh, 10 years, we've had, you know, some, some, big successes uh you know a couple of millionaires have been created no billionaires would it be yet but <laughs> definitely a couple of millionaires before they were 30 right and and that's really exciting and you know we have students that are now running divisions at big companies where they sold their their company to you know their product cruise automation is one with nadav and tom out there where they're building the future of self-driving cars i mean uh when i was in san francisco last time i had uh, i met up with nadav and we walked out of the restaurant and he said oh there's one of our cars you know that, that thing's driving by itself that that's really cool right yeah Um, I think, you know, students, they didn't set out to build self-driving cars. They set out to get students from Huskies and and, uh, from uh, TEDs uh, to home safely. That's what they did with a sober driver, right? That was what they started. And it was called Sobrio when it was at UConn. And now it's part of cruise automation, right? So it's a really kind of cool. And then, you know, some of the ones uh, recently, there's a company right now, you know, doing robots that will collect collect data on golf courses and eventually farms and wineries and and those things with regards to the soil. And, you know, we just had a meeting the other day where one of our business students is really interested in venture capital and raising money. And so he's made a lot of connections in that space. So now he's sitting down with this engineering student talking to her about how she can do it. And he's going to help introduce her to a lot of those connections, right? That isn't really thought about in a programmatic way. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the things that those those collaborations are really exciting. So from our perspective, it's not, it's not any, we get really excited when the students get excited. You know, we find those things cool, but you don't have to think big. You can think small and just do what you love and then work with people. And all of a sudden pathways become available, right? They make sense. Uh, You build something and someone says, Hey, have you tried that with this? Right. And so the other day we had a student create a, a Google, you know, Chrome cover, uh, you know, extension, I guess, a Chrome extension for uh, student admin, right? Mm, and, yes, I saw that. Yeah. So no, no, uh, 
you know, no idea to monetize it, just sort of saw a problem, uh, has learned all these skills and in, in entrepreneurship programs along the way and said, I'm going to build this product and put it out there. Right. Really, really cool stuff like that. That gets me excited when, when students do take that initiative. Right. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff there. You could list for hours. <laughs> That's great. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about or something that you want to discuss before we wrap up? One, I think, you know, it's, it's an interesting time, you know, sitting at home and doing this stuff uh, around coronavirus uh, and, and what all the students are going through. And certainly, you know, we view entrepreneurship as an important way forward after this, right? Mm -hmm. Like we think uh, the changes, the mandated changes in behavior are going to drive lots of new inventions and lots of new ways of doing things. I think the best way for a student to build a career is to build out those skill sets and, and build out that big picture learning that can only be realized in trying these things and and, and engaging and, and nobody's going to let you run a Fortune 500 company. Uh, but they will let you run a, a brand new startup that you just created, right? And and you might even find some people to give you money to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And so from a business student perspective, getting involved in more entrepreneurial programming and you don't need the idea or the technical skills, you know, you need to be able to make friends. I really encourage that. None of our teams are really robust at the early stages. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so business students thinking about the question of, I really want to be involved in this. This is exciting, but don't have an idea and don't know what to do. There are pathways, right? There are mentorship groups. Go to the, go to the speeches, go to the IQ, like talk to people, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be building more pathways to make those connections over time, but we need the students to sort of tell us how they want to do it. Um, and, and I think that's key because one of the real success markers for me is do they have two or three students committed to a project? One student by themselves, it's, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. So when you get two to three, I know they can do it. And, and um, you know, I know they can make it the next year and they can do this and that. So I think for business students to think about how do I prepare for the job market? This is, a, you know, you know, this is a really good way getting involved in a startup. Uh, data also, you know, learning about data, learning how data is actually used, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of our coursework, we don't learn how it actually functions. How does it get from the real world of behaviors all the way through? And then what do I do with it? Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship and data allows you to be able to start to think about those things in use, right? And really put context to that. And so all my entrepreneurship students, I tell them they should minor in computer science design or, or data analytics. Right. And like one of these three, and then, you know, the analytics students, I always tell them minor in entrepreneurship. Uh, it, it's the perfect combination for today's economy. And what I see as the next 20 years, I, 5G is only going to increase our ability to innovate and it's only going to increase our ability to use data in that way. So, um, you know, that, that, that to me is the lesson for students. Uh, if you're sitting around thinking about what is it that I can do to prepare for a career for the next 20, 30, 40 years, those are the two, 
two things that I think they can improve on right now. And it, it's, it's like the difference between running and going to a gym, right? Uh, entrepreneurship, you just, you don't need a job. You don't need some boss. You just start to learn it on your own. You just go out and run around the block. So. Makes sense. Well, thank you so much. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners will be reaching out to you. Yeah, well, uh, that's, uh, you know, it's easy. I'm on uh, the Twitter uh, class with Noble. I'm on LinkedIn. And then, uh, you know, we have uh, entrepreneurship.ucon.edu. And, uh, you know, definitely uh, if you have an idea and you want to talk about it, you know, our office, we have numerous people in our office to be able to start you on the right path and connect you to the to the many different programs that are available. Because that's at the end of the day, I think that's what the Worth Institute value can be is it's really scary if you're by yourself and you don't know anybody. Um, And if you come into our office and meet with us for 20 minutes, someone from my office can then introduce you to five people that I, you know, and that becomes less scary that way. Yeah, totally. That's connection and building community. That's, that's what it's about. Emma, that was so interesting to hear David share his thoughts about entrepreneurship and how students can start even now in becoming entrepreneurs. So what were some of your biggest takeaways? I think the main thing that stood out to me was how he mentioned that, for example, UConn students were uh, seeing a need, even if it was a small need, so to speak, like how can I get home safely from you know the bars or from a party? And then they were able to build that smaller idea into something huge even after college and when they graduated. So you can have like a smaller idea and then it can grow to something really big. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I agree. And he made the concept of entrepreneurship seem really accessible and approachable. I think sometimes students have this idea that they need to have a very thorough business plan or some sort of big idea. But along the lines of what you're saying, it's just starts very, very small. Like that student who created the Google Chrome extension for student admin, just something that annoyed her. (laughs) (laughs) A couple times, you know, she turned that into an entrepreneurial venture just based on a solution. Yeah. I remember when she did that and I saw it online. I just thought that was like the coolest thing. And it made me feel proud uh, to to work for (laughs) UConn and be a UConn alumna. So yeah, yeah, very inspiring. Um, And I think he mentioned a few different resources. So I'll be sure to throw them in the episode notes so that students have the links to like the Worth Institute um, and some of the other things that David Noble was mentioning. Yeah. and, And just going off of that he did say towards the end of the interview that even if you you know you have an idea you're not sure if it's a good idea and you just want to talk it through with someone you can get in contact with some of his staff through the worth institute and they can help you connect with the right resources and people so definitely take advantage of that great thanks emma 